All right, so welcome to this week's energy show. Now, on this week's show, we're talking about old solar panels. Not, not new panels, but old panels. Specifically, what do you do with them? Now, the solar panels last for 30 years or more, and almost all of the panels that I've seen still work pretty well. But in my experience, old panels often don't work on new electronics. New inverters, new monitoring, new battery systems sometimes require new panels. So we have many customers who are replacing their old SMA and Frolius inverters from 10 or 20 years ago, but they don't get a tax credit for replacing the inverter. But if you add panels or replace panels, Panels, new panels. The 30% tax credit applies to everything. It's a good deal. And the new panels are much more efficient. Older panels were about 14% efficient. New panels are 18 to 20% efficient. And I didn't even talk about the huge number of utility and commercial customers that are also upgrading their systems. They're not, they don't have a few dozen panels. They often have tens of thousands on an array. So what do you do with these old panels? Even though they have glass and aluminum and silicon, they're hard to recycle. It's a specialty job. So my friend and industry guru, Sam Vanderhoof has a solution to this problem. He's introducing his new company called Recycle PV Solar. And when I say Sam's an industry guru, I really mean it. His main gig is with Solar Cowboys, a consulting company. But previously, Sam served as the VP for PetraSolar, Director of Sales and Marketing for SMA, and President of Shot Solar. So welcome to the show, Sam. Great. Great to be here. Thanks. All right. All right, great. So, Sam, tell us about Recycle PV Solar. What about the company? What are you trying to accomplish? Well, like you said, we both of us have been in the business of uh, renewables for a long time, myself about 40 years, starting in about 1976. I'm responsible for deploying millions of solar panels into the field. And at the time that we started our our businesses of selling solar and providing customers with clean renewable energy, we never thought about the day that it, end of life of these systems we were putting out there, what would happen and how long would they last. It was, you know, in the back of our minds, but really not in the, the forefront. So we uh, we're at that time now where a lot of these systems now are aging. They're 20 years old or more, and it's time to do something about them. And Part of what our company does is not only just recycle, but the other part of our company does repowering of systems. We keep these older systems up and running. So what's your business model? Are you going to charge for the recycling? Are you going to make money from recycling the aluminum and glass? How does well, this, making how money at some point would be great. But <laughs> at this point, the issue is that the reclaimed materials from the solar panels doesn't cover the cost of the recycling. I've been involved in manufacturing modules as well, solar panels, and we did a really good job of making them really well to last for 25 or 30 years or more. And in doing so, it's really difficult to pull them apart and pull the materials out, and that's the challenge. So it costs more to pull out the recyclable materials as it does to buy new ones or the cost of overhead to recycle it. So there is a net cost. Yeah, it took me about an hour to remove the frames from an existing solar panel that I had to do, and, and 50% of the time I was able to get the frames off without breaking the glass. The other 50% of the time I broke a little glass. But right. so, and, and in and a lot of companies that have offered solar recycling in the U.S. in the past, and, and still do, when they say recycling, usually what we find is that they pull off the aluminum frame, and then that has a value of you know anywhere from about a dollar twenty-five to a dollar seventy-five in that range of aluminum scrap, but the rest of it is usually stone at landfill, 
and there is silicon, there's silver, there's copper, there's lead, there's you know other materials, glass that can be recycled and pulled pulled out, and and our goal is to pull out about 95, 94, 95% of the materials that, that were put into that module out and, and put it back into manufacturing again. So are you going to be charging commercial customers on a per-panel basis to haul away the panels and then recycle them? We've been working on some pilot programs in the U.S. now for about eight months, and we've just released a new program. And we're, we're, we're actually subsidizing some of this, but we're, we're offering... Uh, $15 per panel um, to recycle. That's the cost to customers to recycle, which is about half or less than what it has been costing in the past here in the U.S. Wow, wow. Yeah, it's expensive. So is there some kind of giant machine that somebody made that just, you know, you dump these panels in, it chews them up, and then it spits out the materials kind of based on weight or magnetism in different locations? Yeah, by and large, the first process is shredding, and then it's grinding, and then it's separating so each one of those processes to pull those materials out. And, and it's hard when you get plastics and glass and all these, you know, silicon, all this stuff mixed together that's separated out. So there's a mechanical process, and then... There's ovens at the very last that actually pull out the materials. Oh, okay. All right. And it's very high tech. Not recycling electronics, computer boards, that kind of thing. It's pretty simple. Solar panels are much more difficult. Oh, it's interesting. Now, you're getting this going in the U.S. What about in Europe? I think that they might have some earlier markets there. Are they doing any recycling there? Yeah, they've, it's been mandated for almost 10 years. And, and one of our partners is called PB Cycle. And PB Cycle uh, has been doing it for 10 years. And it's because it's mandated in Europe, all the mechanism and the subsidies for it have already been put in place, and the policies as well. So if you have to recycle and it's subsidized by the government, then it works. Here in the U.S., we're at the very beginning stages, and so there's really no, no subsidies at this point and very few policies. Yeah, it's, it's all a problem that we're, well, I don't know. It's kind of like the EPA. It's it's going to be a future generations problem, not not ours, which is kind of sad. But it's the same issue we're seeing. The lithium batteries are facing the same kind of problem. Uh, what to do with lithium and the materials in it, and the cost to recycle it, and the same thing with nuclear. Same thing, you know, dealing with nuclear waste. It's expensive. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I'd rather be in the solar panel recycling business, the lithium business. I mean, the whole thing just kind of de- depresses me, and I don't want to get anywhere near the nuclear stuff. Uh, I mean, the biggest issue is education for us and understanding that our industry should do the right thing. And it is costly right now, but to get the policies, procedures in place and, and the mechanisms to allow for simple recycling right now is pretty clumsy. And, and that's what we're trying to do is trying to bring some uh, attention to it and, and make it easier to do it. Yeah. All now, through the process. Now, what about panels from companies like First Solar, it's CADTEL? Are, are you focusing on crystal and silicon panels or everything, including thin we film? We can do CADTEL, but right now, to, to get the program up and rolling and, and really running smoothly, we're going to hold off on some of the high-tech thin film modules until we get this process really smooth. And again, trying to lower the cost. So thin film is on our, our plan, but not right away. When are you going to start accepting pilot activities for your recycling? We have a new plant we're building in Arizona right now, and it'll be completed by August 15th. We've already run a bunch of test pilot runs through that, the older plant, and the new one's just getting finished up and being tested. We can accept solar panels now, and we'll store them until that gets turned on. So we're only a few weeks away. 
All right, that's good. That's good. So, w- what's happening to the solar panels that are being recycled or disposed of now? I, I, I'd like to hear what you're suggesting, which is probably the right way, as opposed to what we're doing at Cinnamon Energy Systems with the old systems. Right. It, this is all new. It's all new ground. <laughs> we're pioneering all these efforts, and and it really is. As we learn, it's it's waste management. It's really different than the solar industry, and the solar in- industry is is just beginning to learn about it as well. The best numbers we can come up with is about 95% of the solar panels today are going into landfills, and maybe out of that, pretty high portion of the, of the aluminum frames are pulled off, but the rest of it seems to be going into the landfills. Wow! Wow! Huh. All and right. It's even more complicated than that, that. The landfills are being stressed now because of, as of the first of the year, China was accepting about 40% of electronic waste from the U.S., and they've cut that off. So now that 40% has to be absorbed someplace, and the, and the recyclers and waste management folks are trying to you know, struggle with the cost and the logistics of getting that waste someplace else. Well, maybe we should just put tariffs on recycled panels or, or negative tariffs on recycled panels or something like that. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we've looked at all this. We've been working on this for a few years now. And, and to watch what they did in Europe, that's what they did in Europe. They put There's different programs, but around $10 per solar panel upfront cost paid to recycle that and, and deal with all the mechanism. But if you look at other industries, which we looked at, the tire industry, the battery industry, how they dealt with it, Especially like the battery industry, the lead acid battery, like automotive batteries, about 98% of those recycle today. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you buy a battery, even when you get your car maintained, there's a recycle fee for the oil, the antifreeze. You, right. you know, some places have a recycle fee for computers. And that pays for the downstream processing. Ah, okay. Ideally, solar panels should have that. Right now, it doesn't. All right. All right. Good. All right. So, Sam, what's the volume of PV modules that are kind of out here in the U.S. that are going to need recycling over the next 20 years? Well, I can give you some numbers and the numbers. As I looked at the numbers and did some calculations, I just had to stand back and look at it. I had to redo my calculations maybe seven times to make sure my numbers were right because the number was so large it seemed not real. So let's just kind of go through some numbers that make sense. So a gigawatt is a lot of a lot of solar panels, and it's about a billion watts. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a lot of solar panels. In the U.S. today, in 2016, because the numbers are pretty stable for the installations in 2016, there were 15 gigawatts installed in the U.S. A lot of solar panels. Okay, if we look at you know the solar panels maybe per day, and if you look at waste stream, you look at it per pound, and that's about 6 million pounds of solar panels per day being installed. So if you look at the end of their life, there's going to be 6 million pounds per day that need to be, at least for now, with with the numbers we have today, and it's increasing every day, to be processed. And so the numbers are huge, are staggering. Some other numbers to look at, if you look at a train, filled full of solar panels. I mean, each container on the train filled with just the amount of solar we already have installed, not increasing, but just going flat out. So we have about 53 gigawatts installed today. That would be a train basically 2,500 miles long full of solar panels that we already have installed, and it's increasing every day. And there's no end-of-life process, and that's the challenge that we have right now. We try to get the cost of solar down, to a lower, lower price, and it's a great clean energy, but 
use a train analogy, it's a train wreck coming. We've got all these solar panels with, without a good solution. A home for them, or a way of processing them cleanly in the U.S. So, just like you know, running some numbers in my head, and I might have dropped some decimals here. But if you assume that the average solar panel that's installed right now is 200 watts or so, what do you think? There's maybe 50 gigawatts of solar panels that have been installed in the U.S. historically. 53 are our best numbers. 53 gigawatts installed. Okay, and then I'm just kind of looking at like one gigawatt is about 50 million solar panels. So somewhere in that range. So fifty million times, you know, another fifty is two hundred. That's a lot. The numbers you know, are large. Two point two point five <laughs> billion. The decimal point in your calculator. Sometimes it's two point five billion solar panels that already are out there that might need to recycle, and that number is going up pretty fast. Boy, that's a lot of that's a lot of landfill. Yeah, it's not only that, but the numbers are huge. But we also had always thought, and you know, especially as solar panels were built in the old days. They were going to last for 30 years, but as the cost pressure on solar panels, you know, the pressure is up, the prices need to come down, solar panels are made more cheaply. Maybe not too cheap, but more cheap, thinner glass, thinner frames, you know, all that kind of stuff that that goes into the solar panels. So they're a little more fragile than they used to be. So that number of 30 years is maybe. The other issue is that Hopefully they last as long as they used to last, and those are the numbers we have. But what we're seeing is 85% of the damage to solar panels are coming from weather-related issues. And we're seeing more and more weather-related issues. Uh, and we got a call just the other day from some friends of ours in Puerto Rico. They're fixing some of the solar systems in Puerto Rico, and they have 12,000 solar panels stacked up ready for us to recycle. Wow. One place in Puerto Rico. Wow. Uh, wow. Those are huge numbers, you know. And if you look at, you know, 50, 60 pounds per panel, that's a lot of pounds. And they're on an island. They have to get off the island to be you know, processed properly. But the weather-related issues are huge, and that's what's taking its toll. The early life, end of life for solar panels, is not just electronics that can be damaged. Yeah, well, the Rocky Mount Institute just did a study in June looking at what happened to the hurricane damage in Puerto Rico, and they found that a lot of the systems survived, but a lot of them didn't. And they were just, you know, the panels weren't rated for the hurricane winds, they weren't put on racking that was sufficient, and they're getting trashed. So it's no surprise to me at all that 85% of the damage is weather-related. Now, what we're seeing here in California, Silicon Valley, is some people are just saying, hey, you know, I, I want to put in a new system. I want to put in a battery storage system with optimizers or microinverters in my old Astro Power or Siemens. We took a Siemens system off last week. We took a, an old Sharp 75-watt panel system off this week. We plan on putting them back, but sometimes we can't put them back. And we sit down and talk to the customers and say, hey, panels are so cheap. You get a 30% tax credit. You're going to put in a new inverter. It almost doesn't make rewiring those old panels. And, and yeah, that was kind of a surprise to me. That is the case. And we're seeing these in these repowering at uh, the upgrades. People want to upgrade and re-roof and pull that off. So, you know, a, a lot of the older systems are being decommissioned and or being repowered, one, one or the other. So there's kind of a renaissance of these older systems either coming down or being fixed up to run longer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as a contractor and an installer, my preference is to put in new equipment because it's just there's fewer uncertainties. I've repowered some older systems, and in a couple of cases, the junction boxes started smoking. And that's, right, not, right. that's not good, and we did everything properly based on the electronic rating, but sometimes these old systems just can't be efficiently repowered, and you just got to well, take them off. And they paid for themselves many, many years ago. I mean, you know, traditionally, these systems have been in, a lot of them have been in 15, 20 years, and so 10 years ago or more, they've already paid for themselves. So. Yeah. 
Well, here's here's a typical example of a customer we're, we're installing a system on today. They had an old um, SMA inverter, and we're going to put a new SMA inverter, and it's about you know two or three thousand dollars to replace the old inverter and make sure everything's working and clean the panels. And then we said, but you know. You don't get a tax credit on that. But if you put in, say, nine more panels on that inverter, that might cost you $8,700. But after the tax credit, it's only going to cost you 6000 So for another $3,000, you can almost double the size of your system. It makes good economic sense. Now, we're not recycling panels, but you know, in that case, that's an old inverter that's going to go back to you at some point. But it makes sense to upgrade systems. Absolutely. So, do you have any partnerships in place? You mentioned PV Cycle. That's a great one. Any of the module companies or big installers kind of partnering with you at this point? Well, we're just starting to reach out. We have several installers that we're working with right now. So, we're at the beginning stages, we started this about, you know, in a, in a real business sense about eight months ago. In doing so, our, our major partner was PV Cycle in Europe because they have the experience. They've been doing this for 10 years and taught us a lot. So what we had to do was collect solar panels from all over the country, put them in containers, and ship them to Germany. Very expensive. Oh, yeah. And trying to get away from that. So our goal was always to get something here in the U.S., but you know, as we visited and learned a lot about the recyclers here in the U.S. that do electronics, they just weren't able to do what we needed for solar panels and do it the right way. So it's taken us almost two years to find a company here in the U.S. Wow, boy, but, you know, the the numbers are absolutely astounding as as far as how many panels are going to need to get recycled, and it's only going to go up. So we talked about recycling, but you have other businesses. Tell us about your inverter business that, that we work with you on regularly. Well, this is how we started seeing so many modules that were, and we call them orphan systems, systems that for whatever reason aren't working, whether they're damaged or something. So we've been involved in solar inverter manufacturing for quite a few years, from trace engineering, mid-80s, and with SMA as well. So we know where a lot of these systems are out there. So we ended up offering a service where we refurbish and rebuild inverters that are out of warranty good part of our business revenue stream is from, from that business model. And then you also have new inverters that are old stock that are pretty useful in some cases. Right. Like you were talking about before, some of the older systems aren't compatible with the new inverters. So what we do is we search the world for new old stock inverters, and we buy them and supply them to contractors all over the U.S., especially in Latin America, with these new old stock that are compatible with their older solar systems. Yeah, yeah. And the panels should last 25 or 30 years. They should. But the inverters really are 10 to 12 years. 15 years is really stretching it. Yeah, well, that's where we're we're so happy that we can still get the old SMA positive ground inverters from you so we can support our old SunPower customers. Otherwise, exactly. you know, they've got to replace the panels. That's, a, that's a real challenge. Or we rebuild those if we have to. So. Yep, yep. Okay. Well, how did you get started in solar? Tell me uh, briefly about the background there. Many, many years ago, after college, trying to decide what to do with my life, there was a back-to-the-land movement especially in California and Vermont and, and in the southern states. So we ended up buying property in Nevada County, Grass Valley, Nevada City area, without electricity. So we needed to make electricity. And a friend of mine's father worked for JPL Labs in Southern California and gave me a small solar panel that was about five and a half watts. And at that time, I had no idea what it was worth. In today's dollars, the thing's worth like $25,000. Wow. So that was my first introduction to what solar could do. And I hooked up to a car battery, and I ran some lights and the stereo off of it. Yeah, And from there, it just kept going. 
Yeah. Well, you're one of the stars in the Solar Pioneers movie that Jeff Spees was showing. That's kind of cool. So I like it. How can people get in touch with you at Recycle PV or Solar Cowboys? We have a, a website, and it's a totally updated website on a regular basis, so check back with it. Our website is www.recyclepv.solar. So it's Recycle PV, like photovoltaic, dot solar. All right, good. And is there a phone number where people can reach you, or is it uh, uh, email address? It's on the website. It's okay. uh, 530 273 is a good direct number. All right, good. Well, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks, Sam, for joining us on today's show. And, and this is a really, really cool topic and something that's really going to become much more important to people in the future. And thanks You're to welcome. all of our... Oh, good, good. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. If you missed any of today's show... You can always go to our website at cinnamon.energy and listen to the podcasts. 